0: This is the Randomer Nintendo podcast for November 8th, 2023 or 7th. I don't know when this is going to go live. Uh, I am your host for today, Kevin. And to my virtual left, as always, is Jason the Bachelor.
1: Hello. Yes. Not the one that gives out roses on TV. The one that was just in New Orleans with some friends here on this very recording celebrating. So yeah. to, to my nuptials. virtual,
0: to my virtual right is one of those, uh, individuals, Angel. That's me. That is Angel. Uh, Yeah, we went uh, to
1: New Orleans. To Nola. The Big Easy. The other nicknames I don't know for it. Is that Here. what they call it now? The Big Easy? I never knew that they actually called oh, it. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. Big Easy is one of his nicknames, as is Nola. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of other. Jazz City? Ja- Jazzy Town? Jazz City. Jazz Capital USA? I don't know. That one jazz. place
2: from Disneyland? That's what I call it.
1: That one place in
0: Disneyland.
1: New Orleans Square. It was pretty much just that. I mean I Whoa. will say when we were walking, the three of us and a couple hours were walking to that convenience store by our hotel, there were definitely comparisons being made to so there there's French Quarter, which is like old traditional New Orleans, and then there's the Central Business District, which is like a normal downtown. And we were definitely having the conversation of how the central business district architecture of trying to make it look like French Quarter with the balconies and stuff felt very Disneyland-like, but it felt like Disneyland did it better than the Central Business District even though we were physically in New Orleans. So so you're not too far off with that comment, Andrew. I do remember that conversation happening.
2: Yeah, it came up a few times and it's funny because I remember at the airport overhearing just some random person saying, like, they were also I guess just leaving New Orleans and they were like, oh my god, it was just like Disneyland. And we're like, wow, we're the <laughs> only ones.
1: <laughs> Yeah, because some of the guys are giving us a hard time for saying that, but it's good to know it's a common comment.
2: Just like I'm Very sure nice. people that go to Disney Seas and go to Long Beach Land will go to our Long Beach and we see the Queen Mary and go, "Oh, it's just like the one in Disneyland." I'm sorry, it's not
1: called Long Beach Land. That's right? what I
2: call it, but it just there's a Queen Mary. Oh, it's like <laughs> it's like old timey <laughs> Long Beach. <laughs> Long Beach. Never mind the LBC. It's, all it's like LBL. a. It it looks like it's trying to be a mix of, like, San Francisco and Long Beach, but a long time ago. So it's what
1: California Adventure started as, kind of? Like, just a tribute to California?
2: Yeah, but just, like, a section, because that's just Mm. one of the slices of
1: Disney Seas. seas Can you imagine, though, like, guys, we're going to Disneyland. Oh, you're going to Frontierland? No. Tomorrowland? No. Oh, you must be going to Galaxy's Edge? No. We're going to Long Beach Land. Like, there's nothing in Long Beach. What are you doing there?
2: Yeah, I want to write this a NASCAR drift race around like a loop in front of the
1: aquarium. Seriously? No. Wow, that's oh, I gotta say that would be very, very uh, Americanized. Yeah, and they give you sloppy hamburgers to eat. Yeah, I uh, found
0: the word sloppy. Sloppy? Yeah.
1: You, really?
0: Not even in Sloppy like joke? Sloppy. Even worse, there's a couple words that I I think it's the I I don't remember I I didn't go to college. Uh, is it? Simi? suffix where it's like you bring the y out like like
2: sloppy i, is I don't
0: know
2: <laughs> I, for, I forgot what you you're making it? i mean i guess you're making it an adjective you have slop which i guess is also sloppy i, guess it's and more like of a I, I can't stand those words because yum i mean what about yum just yum well I seems uh, like they become
1: adjectives at that point right like sloppy is now a descriptor of another word or action
0: i think i'm more fine with yum but I still don't like that word. Where do you stand on the word moist? I don't care for it. Like, I – and by that, I mean, eh, I can take it or leave that word. Like, that doesn't bother me as much as a lot I people. know it bothers a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like nails on a chalkboard for a lot of people, and I never quite understood that. Yeah. Again, you're, you're doing right. Yeah. But
0: that it's I like that some people just can you know. eat it
1: tastes
2: yeah. like – Really? What? Oh, yeah. Gilbert's one of those. But, yeah. Mm. I do love how yum-to-buck ratio sounds.
0: It is a good phrasing. And it is. when you, uh, we you had to copyright it. Yeah, when we went to Disneyland this most recent time. Uh we created another one which was the thrill uh, no. It was like the Q to thrill ratio. Mm.
1: <laughs> That's right. There's How long you're waiting in line. There. Yeah. But, what, what, like the, the weight versus the, the outcome.
2: I mean it went up with like a fun to book, but that made more sense. But yeah, I yeah, I get it. There's definitely yeah. some rides.
1: Because, I mean, some of the rides,
2: while really awesome and way too quickly. Like the, um, the Cars ride is, I think, one of the one of the best rides in California Adventure. Oh, for but, sure. But I would never wait two hours for it. I think if the, I waited trick two hours. For, it,
1: for that one. You know the trick, right? Yeah, single rider. Yeah, okay. Pro tip for those listening that don't go to Disneyland regularly. Single rider, you still end up usually in the same car or next to each other in racing cars, so it works out.
0: Why isn't this? Why isn't that something that we just do in general? Like
1: because we're fools, Kevin. I don't know. It's a really good we, question. Like, wouldn't
0: we <laughs> typically get on the same? I don't know. The same ride, maybe like two apart. Like yeah, you would always be.
1: You're almost always within the same like little quadrant of cars so when, at least in that ride, when. You you know you go through the paint shop you do your own thing it goes through a forking path but then when it comes back together and you race the other car more often than not you will be paired still yeah
0: yeah like I can understand if you want to get the front and that makes it easier to coordinate with like a bunch of people than having yeah. to just yeah but so weird but, but was, I, I, I don't I don't think that
1: ride's too short to be honest if you want a short ride and I think we talked about it when we came back from there because I think yeah all three uh, well Angel you weren't there but Kevin and I talked about it uh tron in disney world pretty fun 20 seconds long maybe 22 seconds i don't know it's so short maybe a little longer than 20 seconds but it's like a third the length of cars or half the length of cars so that's a short ride if there ever was one the q to thrill that was Uh, worse yeah the the qt yeah Uh, it was it was not a cutie Oh, there it is. It's a cutie if it has a good cutest drill thrill ratio.
2: Ah, yeah. Yeah. It, it literally does that to the word Q that we started this whole
0: thing. Yep, yep, and it was not a cutie. Uh, the one that took the most was, uh, what was that ride? We were in Disney
1: World. Frozen? Frozen, Jesus Christ. Elsa's Norwegian Adventure, whatever it was called, yeah. God, that was so terrible. Well, I think the ride had a technical issue along the way. But yeah, no, it was... um. It, they also over like so. We were with some theme park enthusiast friends for those listening, and they're like, "Oh, the this does like the coolest thing. Like, this ride is so cool. Like you, you go, your mind's gonna be blown. Like towards the end, just wait. They just add it. It's so cool." And I'm like, "Oh my god, what's it gonna do?" You know, I know what it does. You go backwards instead of forwards.
2: Did they ever not ride the mummy?
1: <laughs> that was it. No, but it was just the way it does it. It Like it has a smoke effect and some other stuff, but I was like, that that's it. Like I thought we were going to like do a drop, which sounds weird for a frozen ride or like something magical would happen. Or, but it was just like they kind of have you go backwards down a path you don't expect to go. Like it's not mummy where it just reverses. It's like it like takes you down like a fork in the other direction, but it's just like, OK. So, yeah, that one was not a cutie. Were the animatronics yeah. at least good? Yeah, they're pretty good. Were you not fun. on it? He wasn't with us on that trip. I wasn't there. It was Elvis? At all. It, it, it was you mix, mixing World? up your brothers. Yeah. You did, oh, that's right. You didn't go. <laughs> it is yeah. possible that
0: Elvis and I don't always go to the same places. I no, mean, I just I just could have I just could have sworn you were there. It wasn't necessarily because <laughs> you're not the I only just, one. This... I feel like Eric
2: always has to be. No, not Eric. Someone else always has to be reminded. I think it's Victor. I,
1: I mean, uh, even when I started talking about Tron, I was like, we were all there. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, Kevin and I were there. So even I just flipped. But yeah, everyone I was Wait, there. I wasn't for Tron. No, but what? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were there. But I originally said all of us were there and I had to correct myself because Angel wasn't. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all very guilty <sighs> of that crime. Well, I do we want to talk
0: about New Orleans or should we just keep that
1: to ourselves? I, I mean, it's a cool city. I, I don't know what we... I sung karaoke in front of like more than five people, which surprised me. How the night great
0: might I add? I was very angry.
1: Oh, you were like you kept just like I think you're trying to use your diaphragm. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not did not use it. I'm not used to that, so I don't know. Just be. I'm the fact I even know the word is. I should train and use like a muscle. So you can't feel too bad. You can't do it right away. I did feel like in the back part of the song i started to get slightly more into it and i had like kind of a like a like an like a buzz after it, like i I did it i did it but yeah i did better with the song than i did with the mechanical bowl where i fell off in like two seconds flat twice oh i was not there for that oh yeah they put me on a mechanical bowl and then the bowl took me off the bowl very quickly and i believe it (laughs) Yep, yeah there's video there's video
0: but uh, I mean, yeah, we all went to New Orleans for Jason's bachelor party. We, I think, we all had a really, really good time.
1: Yeah, it was great, um, and I and I appreciate that you guys and everyone else—not that they're listening to this, but you guys at least uh made the trek. Like, it was very nice. There's a big group of us. There's there's a group of like ten of us. 11, yeah, like ten of us. Um. Uh, yep. No, it was eleven. Right, because my high school friend. Uh, yeah. So there's a group of eleven of us. Ten of us are like a core group that like all have. All our friendships are built around each other's friendships essentially like we have this intertangled group of people like someone knows someone knows someone's now their friends with the first person like all that sort of thing. And it was really cool that actually all of us were able to go and get there and be there at the same time because it's very hard to coordinate this many people in this stage of our life. Especially for like a destination. Yeah, especially, like, yeah, and, like, have it be, like, you know, a four-hour flight. It wasn't like we were going to, like, Big Bear or something that you could drive to. It was, well, yeah. I
2: guess we'll know who are the real ones when I have my bachelor party in Japan, but we'll see.
1: Count me in. <laughs> I'm on record, on a recording that you can cite in the future. Count me in. Yeah, count me in as well. Um, yeah.
0: On that no. Japan. Guess who's in Japan? Nintendo's in Japan. They sure and are. And today... <laughs> I, there's a reason why we delay the podcast for today. It's because we knew that Nintendo was going to say something insane, and uh, Jason's going to take you, us through that insane. You know
1: what's funny about that? There is a reason. Okay, so like, it's been an interesting for Jason, the business nerd. It's been a like I knew I did. You're right. I felt that there was going to be a shoe that needed. Oh to God, drop.
0: financials. Never mind. Let's uh. No, no, you no. Want hold to talk on. Cromer? I'm all right.
1: I Damn. no, don't Holy do this to me. I was all oh. ramped up and amped up. No. Yeah, I mean, well, I was gonna, f- uh, Coco. It was going to be about Zelda. But I was going to say, I knew there was a shoe that needed to drop because Nintendo put their financials out. And actually, it didn't need to drop because um, the report was very really rosy. Uh, yes, I am going to sneak it in for a second here. But, like, their revenue and profits exceeded analyst expectations for the quarter. Switch sales are up over 2%, 2.4% year over year, which is wild for a system that's seven years on the market. Mario Kart 8, this, this one I did the research on the sales toll of mario kart 8 is literally within spinning distance of the entire population of italy every italian could own mario kart 8 and it'd be an accurate statistic um you know the mario movie they they put out some number that like 1.3 times the number of mario game sales year over year following the movie coming out like mario wonder um apparently sold 4.3 million copies and like Two weeks or something like that. Like that That actually – that's some breaking statistics for you guys. That came out in a slide deck like an hour ago that I panic read through to make sure I knew the numbers in case they came up. But but what I was getting at is um, all this stuff happened, but it felt – the report felt like quieter. I, I don't know. Like the legs were there, but they weren't – like Pikmin Ford did great best-selling entry in the series after two months, which, you know – some games took years to get anywhere near that. But that's like two point six million units great when the system had fifteen other million sellers at the same time in the same quarter. Right, like Tears of the Kingdom, it sold nearly twenty million copies in like three in like four or five months, nineteen point five million. But all but one million of those were last quarter, the first quarter. It's very front-loaded, which, you know, of course means sales will be slower thereafter, and it selling two-thirds of Breath of the Wild is still crazy because that you know it did two-thirds of six years of sales in like three months but the point is the takeaway i had like after combing through the report last night and through that slide deck when i panic read it today it, it was lacking some oomph like there just wasn't anything that like bit like okay we'll see if pikmin does well this holiday if that would continue. we'll see what the holiday bump in terms of t- does in terms of like zelda picking back up some speed but like it didn't have oomph. Like and oomph is of course a very technical financial term, right? Oomph. But then came the oomph, which Kevin, you were talking about. The Zelda movie. Like that was the thing where it was like, oh now, okay. Because like they know Mario's a smash. It boosted the game sales, like I was saying. It helped boost switch sales year over year. And then you're kind of like, all right, Nintendo, what are you doing with that information? And now we know Nintendo's taking that strategy, taking Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, making Zelda more popular than ever, and just rinse and repeat. And that felt like the explanation point at the end of the financial report sentence that I felt like it was lacking. That felt like the like, okay, here we go. Bigger plan, bigger picture. So, yes, they announced Zelda today. They made me sit and wallow for 15 hours about what are, what are all the interesting things in the report, but we got there. And, yes, you wanted me to take us through it, Kevin, a little? You want me to be honest, you want me to be honest with that? Well. No, don't be honest. Well, actually, you did pre- – <laughs> fine. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, the Tom Holland rumors are there because here's why. This is crazy. Sony is making the movie. Former Super Nintendo CD drive partner turned enemy, Sony <laughs> is making the movie of Zelda with Nintendo. Granted, it's Sony Pictures, which is a different division, and granted, you know, bygones be bygones and business and all that jazz, and business be business and all that jazz. But Sony is working on one of Nintendo's premier franchises. Uh, Nintendo's investing supposedly over 50%. They're co financing it, so Nintendo's probably still got a final say. But it's Sony making it and distributing it, it's uh, Avi Arad Arad who is producing it. And he That'll has some name, he, yeah, Eric. He has some interesting movies attached to him. Uh, we'll start strong. He has the early Spider Mans. He has. You mean the first of, two? Yep, the early Spider Mans. He has one of the Spider Verses. He's the exec producer on, and then he has gems like uh, Venom, and an Airbud movie, and uh, Morbius. So, oh, and the Uncharted movie, which is somewhere in between. So yeah, that's an interesting person for Miyamoto to be collaborating with on this project. And then it came out that the, or at the same time, they also announced that the director, this guy named Wes Ball, who will start strong again. He's the director of the upcoming Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Trailer came out a couple of days ago. Looks like it could be good. The Planet of the Apes movies have a pretty good track record. He also did all three Maze Runner movies. And I Which don't, know if I don't, I don't know if I am saying that as a negative because I actually kind of like the first one, honestly.
0: Yeah, I don't I think of the <laughs> the young adult adaptations that came out after it's the Hunger Games. Those were the yeah. I mean, the the mm-hmm. bar is really low for it, but it was still they got considered. a little worse.
1: The first yeah. one was definitely the best of the three.
0: But. but what matters the most? Who's writing the script?
2: And do we know? Well, oh, oh, oh. we do yes, know we do. that. Ooh.
1: I forgot his name. It's Derek Connolly. Derek, right? But he's done such quality. Actually, I'd about to say something sarcastic. He wrote Detective Pikachu. I mean, so he's already in the Nintendo mm. sphere. Uh he That's, also did It's not necessarily so like a big negative, but like it's it's a thought yeah. to ponder. Yes. Like
2: yeah. uh that, no. that was like the biggest
1: part of the, like, the Pikachu. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. He also did Jurassic World. <laughs> Which he the first also, one's alright. Yeah, the first one's not bad. He also did um parts of oh man, I lost the list. Hold on, let me find it again. What was the dude's name? Derek Connolly. Derek, do you know? Do you have the list, Kevin? Do you want to pick up here? No. Uh, I will only say that he
0: also wrote, um, along with what's his goddamn name? I forgot Wes Anderson. No, close. J.J. Abrams, uh, Rise Skywalker.
2: Which
0: oh is yeah, he No.
1: Oh, actually, he did Rise of Skywalker, but he did it with um, uh, Colin. What's his name? The original director. So he who was the, the
0: director GD.
1: of Jurassic Park, which was okay? Yeah, and he also did, for what it's worth, all the other Jurassic Worlds, so Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. He did. If you guys remember, in 2016, there's a kid movie called Monster Trucks. That was him. Nope. But to end, a, it was like Monster I Trucks. That anymore. one. It's like Transformers it, if they didn't transform.
2: Wait, are you sure it's not the one where it's an alien that hides inside of a truck and it basically just becomes best friend with this kid because... Yeah, but it doesn't... So, again,
1: transformers that don't transform. They're also aliens, right? Yeah, that's true. They are aliens. Good point. But, but he did one that kind of caught my eye. He did Kong Skull Island, and I enjoyed Skull Island. And I enjoyed Detective Pikachu. The thing I'm a little like, mm, I don't know, is so they're going to make it live action, which, okay, but... Everyone involved with this project cut their teeth on, like, contemporary – contemporarily set movies. There's not a single, like, fantasy Lord of the Rings style, you know, Game of Thrones style, like, old medieval. There, there's nothing of that era or that, like, world in any of their backgrounds. So that's interesting that all of them are going to be experimenting with that genre Using Zelda. Not necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the, the the thing that I realized when I first heard the news is I read it like, like when I read it, I'm like, this feels like a Mad Lib. Like, you know, we got this guy that did Spider-Man and this guy that did Maze Runner and we're doing it with the people that abandoned us to make the PlayStation. It's going to be great. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of random things. It felt very much like the Mario casting when it first came out. Just like, oh, these are names I wouldn't expect associated with this. Um, but Nintendo's heavily involved. is a producer, and that worked out well for the Mario movie, and Nintendo was able to harness what Illumination was good at and then lift up their strengths, Nintendo's own strengths, with their universe of Mario. So I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt this time. You know, we were very hesitant about Mario. I'm gonna i I'm gonna blank slate go into this, see what happens. I think uh Kingdom of Planet of the Apes will be kind of a nice like temperature trek of you know, is Wes Ball someone that can do a movie that I'll, I'll enjoy beyond Maze Runner, which I like the first of the three of? Um, so, you know, if, if, if Kingdom comes out really well, then that gives me a lot more faith. If not, we'll just ride it out and see, you know, how Nintendo contributes and what it turns into. But it's definitely an interesting combination of people and companies involved in this project. What do you guys make of it?
0: Uh, movie might be good. It is what it is. I'm not <laughs> really that, uh, that entire casting sheet doesn't, or not casting, but like crew Production. sheet doesn't, it's a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, kind of
2: thing. I would just say, I guess my initial gut thoughts were it prob, and, and obviously this is I mean, it can only be speculation, but, uh, I don't think I'm gonna like it as much as I would have if it was animated or like, it, 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 I had I mean, that same I, thought. I, I mean, it's kind of I like an obvious statement
0: thought. to say, but it's like it feels like it's gonna lose something. I don't know. It, it, you say that not knowing I, what direction that they would have taken animated though. I. That's, that's true,
2: but thought. Zelda runs the
0: gamut from like uh Wind Waker to Twilight Princess. Uh, I like, uh, sir, it runs the the gamut from the Philips CDI. Now, now or talking two. I'm talking
2: about can a horse princess. Oh, actually, I that is official. Know. Oh my god. You, you know what?
0: Exactly. I would have still taken that. <laughs> you would have taken that? Yeah. I mean, been oh, Link very... being so hungry, he can eat an octorok?
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I hope he throws that into live action. I yeah, I talks. hope that and excuse me, princess, get in the movie. Like, It's not going to be a fan service. The thing I'm wondering is that there's no way, live action or not, that this can be quite the same fan service palooza that Mario was simply because the game's not serious. I think set it's
2: going like, to be like uh, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons
1: or like Lord of the Rings I, I'm wondering, yeah, <laughs> or somewhere that between. That honestly was when I was thinking about like what will the live action vibe be. Dungeons and Dragons are among thieves is where I landed in my head. I don't know why, but I landed based on like what I know about these guys' previous work, kind of the tone of most of their movies. Justice Smith being a detective Pikachu, which was written by this guy. No, that had nothing to do with it. But I, I did sort of just mentally drift towards a Dungeons and Dragons, Art among thieves vibe, but maybe not quite as jokey, but close. That's just where I went. Which I don't know. if Zelda is minus I can eat an octo, uh, I don't know how funny Zelda games are. Like they have their quirks and charm, but like I, I don't know.
0: I think this all depends on the tone that they that they take with it. Obviously, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I guess we'll one. see in five years. Probably. Apparently, it's already been in the works for multiple years. Damn. Also, credit where it's due. I know a lot of people are like, oh, God, it's uh, – what's the producer's name again? Avi Aviarob. Arad? Yeah. Um, he's been pursuing Nintendo for a very long time. There were emails that came out in the Sony leak, I believe, where he was extremely close to landing the Mario animated movie and even was emailing that we got it to like – amy pascal and people at sony only to then not have it but this guy has been circling nintendo and trying to get them to do stuff for like a basically a decade if not longer a documented decade so i mean say what you will about his movies or whatever but dude's persistence and the persistence paid off so there is that like props to him that he didn't just give up i don't know if that's gonna make a good movie or not but props to him that he didn't give
2: up well I mean, the stage is his. I mean, they're all either yeah. on him right now. So,
1: Him and Miyamoto. Yep. Tag team. I think ultimately it boils down to, like, I treated something as a effect. But in Miyamoto, I trust at this point. Like, I had my doubts about the Mario movie. It was his baby. Mario's his baby. He made it work. It was, I really enjoyed it. So if he can have that same care given to Zelda and it lines up with what his vision is of what the franchise should have always been, I'm sure it's going to turn out at least okay. So. Yeah. Uh but man, get ready we'll for the casting. Get ready for the casting though. If, if you thought like Chris Pratt gang cast caused a huge kerfuffle, just wait until silent protagonist Link suddenly has a personality. That's gonna be something. But yeah, I mean Link does have a
0: personality, I mean, it just depends on the game.
1: Yeah, true, true. But more of a spoken word, full sentence.
0: Which is why I say we have to wait for whatever. The, yeah, exactly. He, exactly. he
1: could easily be a silent
0: protagonist.
2: That
0: would be I would interesting have put if a past. The yeah, that would
1: be interesting. How many movies now, can somehow. you
2: think of? Can you think of with a silent protagonist?
1: Wally, sort of. No, definitely not. I feel Wally, like Wally makes the same amount Eva. of noise. Well, Wally, yeah, but that's the same amount of noise as Link going "yeah, huh" and stuff like that. Like you know. Yeah, but he doesn't really use that to
2: communicate anything outside of like exertions. He While he was trying to talk. Well if
1: it's a sad what well, if it's a yeah, it's like yeah. And he's sad. Well
2: that's still I wouldn't count. Fine. Can you think of another one that isn't like stretching? That's like, oh radio.
0: yeah. Which one? I was gonna say bum- I was gonna say bumblebee. Oh, that's a good one. And yes and no. I mean, I guess he talks to the radio,
2: but Lincoln the like, I mean, reactions. I mean, he literally says nothing.
1: Like, Link literally says nothing. I mean, it'd be like... No, he says, and I quote, "Yeah." I mean, I just keep saying that all night. It'd be like, uh, I mean, have you played Half-Life
2: 1 or 2? Mm-mm. Uh, i played Half-Life 1. Uh, well, I wonder if it'll be those kind of vibes. Because now one they do acknowledge that you're, like, silent the whole time, and they're like, oh, man, a few words. But, you know. The plot keeps going somehow without him ever saying anything, Mr. Gordon Freeman. But I guess we'll see.
1: Time will tell. But it's definitely, definitely wasn't, I, like I said, I I felt the shoe was going to drop. I would never have guessed it would have been a Zelda live action movie after so many years of fans wanting Like, obviously that would happen eventually, but I didn't think that was going to be today. Like, that was kind of out of left field today. But it makes sense. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Intriguing, if nothing else. I think is where my head's at. Uh
0: yeah. Um intriguing. We're we're still on the Nintendo train, so um uh, moving on from that. Uh do you guys have
1: Mario Wonder still in the docket? That's true, we do. Um Andrew, you've been playing with all this, right? Like co-op?
2: Yeah, we played a decent amount. I think we did we officially started on the airplane. No, I think we played it like once maybe before the trip to New Orleans and then a decent amount in the plane and then also a decent amount right after. But I mean, it's been fun so far. It's like, well, yeah, overall, I mean, overall, it's been fun. Obviously, these are all impressions. I think we're only towards the end of the second world. You know, we've been doing the usual try to 100% every level, you know, find out the secret coins, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. find out the hidden exits, that kind of stuff. Some are tricky than others. Some are so obvious. Some are so like, oh, really? We have to replay the level just because of that. But I'll I'll let Jason talk first because I'm sure he's gonna elaborate. I have on Some things well, that I'm I just do, gonna I
1: brush over. To 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 your point about the the secret, there is something like I don't have a lot of thoughts about the wonder effects. To be honest, I think I think the thing about the wonder effects. They're scripted events, right? Like ultimately, they're scripted events. So yeah, I even noticed when I was playing that if you all get like the real exit or the not real exit or get a certain coin, sometimes you just have to like skip the wonder effect or do the wonder effect or you know, like it. It's very like kind of forced replayability, if that makes sense, in a way that some of the other Mario games haven't been. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I would say like yeah,
2: yeah. Like the, there are some levels where you obviously need to like tap the wonder flower in order to complete it, but. Though, so, but the ones that don't, um, there was a level early on that I guess in total has three wonder seeds that you have to collect. Those are like the equivalent mm-hmm. of like the, I guess we'll call, we'll just call them stars in like Mario and three D Mario games, because there are like three I guess objectives. And when we beat that level, we had a one. It was split. In, it was split into three slots. So we had the first wonder seed and the last wonder seed. I and know typically, the level and these you're talking about, yep. yeah. And, ty- and typically, these levels like always stick their seeds, you know, in that order, and it's always like here with the coins. <laughs> 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 and and yeah, like we usually use it, like, oh, we miss a coin, or we miss the middle one, but somewhere in the middle of the level, so on. So this level, we replayed it like a good number of times, going like, where the heck is this wonder seed? Like, wow, Nintendo must have like really hit this thing so well, like. They're really upping their their design and like or hiding things. And we even found like nothing special or interesting, but we found like a bunch of hidden blocks or you know, we were even like look playing with some like people online and we were seeing them also like kind of struggle to find whatever it was we were mm-hmm. looking for. And then eventually, you know, we we had it we had just a wonder flower during that time, but we didn't pass the flagpole. And then we just kind of backtrack, kept backtracking, kept backtracking. And then eventually we're like, well, all right, we'll just do it later. So much. And then we just like beat the level. And sure enough, we get the wonder seed. and we're like, what the heck? So I literally just have to play the game without the fun and wacky effect. Yeah. yeah, And, yeah. and that, that felt a
1: little like, because obviously in, in 2D Marios in general, like if you get the secret exit, then you need to get the regular exit. You can't do both exits at once, but they were exits. They weren't like just objects to collect. It's like doing a red coin challenge or a purple coin challenge, depending on which Mario. And there's like surprise while the coins only is if you don't do the other ones. And it's like, wait, what? So yeah, what that, that it, threw me in a loop too.
2: What makes it weird too is that there's another level very early on. Like I didn't notice it right away, but. Like, the first world, we, you know, we completed everything. So we thought, like, everything had all three purple coins. Everything had all three or two seeds, however many they needed. Every level, we touched the top of the flagpole. You know, perfect roll call. Except I noticed one level didn't have a green stamp on it. Because I barely noticed the stamps to begin with. And I'm like, what the heck does that stamp mean? And we looked through the other levels, and all the other levels had the stamp. And it turns out that just means there's a secret exit somewhere. So I was like, oh, oh okay. What that so means?
1: I was, oh, I learned something today.
2: Yeah, so now I was like, okay, so now <laughs> I have to backtrack through this level. And I haven't found it yet, but there have been a couple of times where, and, and these are my least favorite types, and every Mario game, at least early ones, a lot of 2D Mario games do this, where sometimes they have a hidden detail, which is when I appreciate it, where it's like, oh, okay, if you notice this, you can fall down this pit and you won't die. It's like an actual, like, secret area. But... Every once in a while, they'll do that with a pit with no kind of, like,
1: indication that... Yeah, no visual to go cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
2: so it's like, okay, so now I'm just supposed to, like, jump into every pit? Like, that kind of sucks. I hate. But
1: playing. see, if you play online, you can have the ghost players revive you when you die. So it's kind oh, of... No, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so it's not... Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, since I'm playing
2: co-op, like, with my brother, like, we pretty much had it. Oh, yeah. And and on top of that, like... Uh, actually, that is, that's pretty much the worst thing I could say. I mean... Also, How yeah, do like, you like? By the way, you're like, doing some of co-op. the wonder effects. Well, I was or gonna say like, go yeah, like some of the wonder effects like we thought like were really cool. Others were like, oh, this literally is just this could have just been a normal Mario level. It just, I guess, just now to be triggered with a wonder flower. So you know, it's like arbitrarily had to be a wonder flower because that's what the game is based around. I but, do... but not to take a credit away from some of the levels that do actually have moments where it's like, oh, okay, I can't say I expected that. But then there are others that are just like. This is literally just triggered all the platforms to start moving, like in a conveyor belt, like they would in a old, in another two D Mario game.
1: Yeah, I I do think the the fact that they were trying to come up with a unique Wonder Flower experience per level did require them to kind of not gatekeep, not my, not like paywall, like flower wall certain experiences that would normally be a normal Mario experience. Like they're kind of behind it, but I I do think overall, yeah, the Wonder Flower. I think it adds more than it takes away. Like there is this element of Expect the Unexpected that they've been using in the marketing that – yeah, it's true. Like the second level, they do that Piranha Plant parade thing where they sing a song and like that was fun. I definitely wouldn't have guessed they would do that. And honestly, it made me want like – like Nintendo World should open like an old school style Disneyland dark ride where you're just like – Going through the little world and the piranha plants are singing to you. Like, it felt like it's a small world, but like the Nintendo version. It's like little things like that. It's like I never, I would not have expected that in this game. And it, it was fun, or like some of the stampede stuff they do. Um, but I did want to ask you um, co op. There's a big change. No more bonking into each other. Does that actually have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, no like more it's interacting. Anything? Well, well, yeah, it
2: changes everything. Like, yeah, it, ma- yeah, I it makes it, unfortunately, it makes it less fun to play co op. I mean, it's still fun. I mean, the game is still fun, obviously. It's like, I mean, all of a sudden I love Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and Donkey Kong Country Returns. And because that kind of had a similar co op It's the sense that you don't interact much with your, with your buddy, so you're basically just playing single player simultaneously. The only part where you do interact with each other is the fact that if you jump on, let's say, you have to cross a big gap, and the only thing in that gap is a Koopa. Like a, a paratroopa. You jump on them, mm-hmm. Or a paratroopa. You jump on them. Whoever jumps on it first, you know, it's going to get rid of that platform. So unless you jump on it simultaneously, one of you is basically going to die. And mm. there are some segments of levels where you could tell, like, yeah, this part was designed for just one person. The other person is just falling behind half the time. Or, like, they just don't have, like, the real estate. And there have been a couple times where that did happen. But, you know, sometimes like oh, my brother and I are in lockstep. And that part doesn't matter. But, yeah, for the most part, that have been... I mean, there's less interactivity than there is with um, Donkey Kong Country, because at least in that one, DK could, you know... Diddy could jump on DK or Dixie or Cranky, for that matter. Right, right. But, right, sort of but like for the that, most yeah. part, yeah. But for the most part, you're just hoping the other person survives and you can revive each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that being said... We have found ways to leverage the co-op in only one way, really. Outside of like, oh, I didn't make it, so hopefully you beat the level. Um, before, it was super fun to basically bounce off each other or use each other as a like, pseudo-platform just so that we can, you know, reach other areas like, oh, we didn't have the right item for this, but we can still make it up there because we have each other to work off of. There have been a couple times where we'll accidentally kill an enemy when we're supposed to kill or not have an item we were supposed to have. So Wonder Flower is like out of reach or some other item that we need and you can't jump on each other. So we found that, well, if one of us kills themselves and then goes their way to the other player and the player times a really high jump and they, you know, and then the ghost touches them at the highest point, the person that was the ghost would jump even higher because they always jump out of being a ghost. Which right. we've used to, you know, reach higher, higher platforms or get other it's items. It's like you're
1: making the bubble come back in a way.
2: Yeah, so it's pretty much that. And you only get like five seconds. So, you know, it makes it a little tricky. There there have been a couple, like, it's almost become like mini puzzles sometimes. But, yeah, that part has been interesting to say the least. But we, I mean, and also, like, you know, some levels have been, some levels are fun, some levels are easy, some levels are I don't think we've experienced a level that's been, like, really, really hard. I think um, from what little videos I've seen, a lot of people on the internet are, at least right now, think that the hardest level is a specific rhythm one that you unlock pretty early on. Yeah, I know. That, I've tried it. it. Yeah, so there's <laughs> so there's two rhythm ones. There's, like, the first one you unlock, and then there's, like, the second one you unlock in, like, the equivalent yeah. of the star world. And, you know, that one that one is a tough level, but, you know, we got through it. But now everyone's like, like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be the hardest level. in Mario wondered. I'm like, really? Like, I hope not. I hope that's not the case. Because usually there's always, like, a much harder level. But we'll see. Obviously, we'll see. Right, um, right. I what else I was going to say. There was one more thing. But. Oh, that's right. Something that we are doing, though, outside. You know, this game has badges. Equip them. You get, like, your constantly bouncing. You get to run on in the air, or you get, like, super boots, or you know... You can become you, Luigi. You, you, you get
1: can become it, a dolphin. You, can, you
2: get yeah. interesting mechanics that some of them feel like oh, this should just be in Mario's toolkit by default. If anything, it made me miss how versatile um, Mario was in, in Mario... I think it's one of the Mar- new Super games where he basically had the Mario 64 kit, but in 3D. Like, you know, you could do, like, the run, slide, backwards jump, and jump
1: higher, or the backflip. I think it was Wii that had that one. Yeah, I think it was in Mario Wii.
2: But, point is, like, you know, 2D Mario is 2D Mario. It's fine. But you have these badges that spice things up. But outside of the levels where we're forced to use them, because the levels are designed around those, thank God, normal levels don't force you to use them. Because we were hoping that we could just play the whole game without ever equipping a badge. Which is what we have been doing and
1: you're, you're missing th- out on some fun i'm gonna be honest it's kind of fun to mess with the badges
2: well i mean like i said like there's like a level that basically makes
1: you use every badge no no so, no but, i mean it's fun to you to like kind of manipulate <laughs> your way through regular levels with them because it changes it can change the experience somewhat notably yeah it can but i mean we tried it like i think once by accident because it's really easy to equip the badge in
2: the game like it's always trying to force someone you're like do you want to equip it now do you want to equip it now even like in the loading screen you can equip them and, and, we, yeah. and we and we had some by accident, and like we just put to the level, and it just makes
1: it too easy. Like it just in that for us, the way we play the game, well, it takes the fun. You need to get the out. invisible badge, and then you can't see your character, and then try playing. Oh, see, there you go.
2: But yeah, yeah, like some, you know, and that takes kind of the fun out of it. Like we like, we like to keep it in that base level. Keep it pure. Yeah, keep it pure, and then after we'll mess with stuff, but keep it pure.
1: That that's fair. You do a run through, and then you go back and our play around the playground. Yeah,
2: yeah, yep, yep.
1: yeah. I I will say, you know, I this happens whenever there's a major game that I think we're enjoying It's like we get nitpicky. We start nitpicky. We're like, oh well, we have this little complaint about this little itty bitty function or this little thing. But um, to zoom it out a bit, uh, I've I've been trying to think of the best way to verbalize what I what I find overall so cool about Mario Wonder. Um, like obviously we talked about the you know, Wonder Flower stuff. And that's fun and does keep you on your toes because you never quite know what's going to happen. Even if it's not the most outlandish thing, you're always like, oh, what's what will happen when I hit this? And it, it could be any number of things. So, you know, that's been fun. But I think what actually makes the game like stand out for me isn't necessarily the Wonder Flower, but kind of like the underlying approach I feel like Nintendo took with the game. Like if you, to your point about like you like core basic Mario, like if you think about like, The Mario franchise is almost like different like play sets for developers. It feels like they're – with New Super Mario Brothers, we had like 13 years of a series where they're using one play set in which the building blocks were based around like the original vision of what Super Mario Brothers was. Like, you know, the, the classic platforming, classic enemies, maybe a world map that opens up a little bit with each game. But at the end of the day, you could argue that the new series was staying true to the core basic baseline Mario ...throwing back to that and kind of never really deviated from that in any notable ways. Like, they gave him a couple extra moves. They moved the map a little. But it was basically like core Mario. And what's been interesting about Mario Wonder is as I've been playing it... um, ...it's kind of felt like, to me, like, the playset they chose... ...the building blocks for the whole experience was what Mario games... ...like, what the Super Mario series kind of became. Not what Nintendo initially envisioned it as. Like, we can all be nostalgic for Mario's core gameplay... But such big parts of the Mario experience for so many people, I feel like, are how, you know, we shared or discovered secrets or how we would all find and exploit weird bugs or like some people would speed run or do things beyond what like the developers originally envisioned or intended the engine to allow you to do. And what's cool for me is so much of that, like that sort of fan-driven like culture, I guess you could say, has sprung up around the core Mario game. That's what feels like got like the new Super Mario Brothers treatment this time around. Like, Nintendo cook, took those ideas, they baked them in, they modernized them, and they made, I think, some pretty cool mechanics out of them. Like, we, you know, you're talking about the online system, right? Like, the most obvious example for me is the, the online system because, you know, you have these players ghost running around. You can drop standees for other people. And we have, like, some variation of other people being able to share with you stuff about levels and like, New Soon Marvelers U. Like, they had the whole Meverse thing where you could leave a little message. But I don't know. Like, the way you see... Other people running around just takes – it just took me back to, like, watching friends play the game and trying to figure out, like, what exactly they're doing. You know, like, oh, why is he going that way? Only, like, oh, whoa, whoa, what is that secret he found? Like, you know, voila, they reveal this crazy thing. He went to. You see someone go in a pit and they don't die and you're like, oh, I should, I should try that next time I play. But it's, like, happening in tandem with you playing in real time. So that's kind of cool. And then, like, the standee thing too, it feels like the online, like, reinvention or modernization of – a friend or a classmate or someone on the playground when you're a kid telling you, oh, there's this thing that you have to try the next time you play Mario. Like, they don't know quite exactly how to describe it to you. Like, you know, you go this level, somewhere in the middle, there's a thing. You still have to kind of figure it out yourself, but you have this approximation. Back then it was verbal, now it's visual with the standee that, like, here's something in this spot that you should probably try and figure out. And the fact that Nintendo took, which, you know, people watching other people play... People giving each other hints like maybe Nintendo always intended for kids to swap Mario secrets. I don't know. But like the game back in the day was a single-player game. It was built a single-player. There was no direct way to do this. Like it was kind of like it kind of sprung up among players themselves to like start swapping notes and whatnot. Um, it's like, you know, it's how we consume the game essentially and it's like a whole wow. little culture built up around that. And it's cool that it's like such a key part of Wonder should you try to choose to turn it on. It's I initially did not turn it on. Well, yeah, it's basically Miiverse on steroids. Yeah, like, Miiverse was, like, the first dabble, but this feels like the full realization of, the, of like, integrating it, you know? Um, like, they're, like, <laughs> I don't know how it It's, like, they're reclaiming this as now, like, a core, albeit optional, part of a Mario experience in a way that it used to just be the fans that did it. So that's one thing I thought was cool. I also think the same was true with the... or holds true with, like, the new badge system. I know you were mentioning you kind of disregarded, and I was trying to poke you about that, but there's there's such, like, a subculture in gaming obviously around like manipulating games in ways developers don't expect i mean look at all the breath of the wild videos look at the tears of the kingdom crazy build videos but going all the way back to like 1980s mario i mean you had more casual players learning stuff like the infinite one-up glitch you had hardcore people going for high scores that then eventually evolved into speed runs and find all sorts of ways to kind of leverage and manipulate the game to do that like the it's kind of part of Mario. It kind of always has been, like, finding all the little secrets in the levels, even ones the developers didn't intend for you to find. And I feel like the Mario Maker games were um, kind of Nintendo's first attempt at, like, dabbling in letting you toy with this stuff in a kind of, like, quote-unquote legitimate way. But Wonders is really the one where they integrate it, like, seamlessly into the core Mario experience because of the badges. Like, even if you're choosing, you know, if it makes it too easy or it does whatever, like, well, there's ones that gives you a, give you abilities, like that you wouldn't otherwise have or, or just those odd ones like turning invisible and now having to be a level of invisible. Like it just feels I don't know, it feels like Mario's now integrated that kind of subculture of like how people would play the game outside of what it was originally designed as. And and obviously, you know, they distill the concept down to be a lot more digestible for kind of a mass audience with badges opposed to like who knows what. But the way we have not just the badges, but there's challenges per badge, like you pointed out, Angel. And they and you know they ramp up in difficulty each of these challenges. And and, you know, there's this idea you may go level as best suited for no badge or a particular badge. They won't require you use a badge, but they want to say, hey, try these other badges. Like how I was encouraging you to experiment after or how you're seeing my experiment after, like weird ways to beat level. It, it, it really just feels like the whole like glitch, exploit, speed run, like beat the devs at their own game spirit, that kind of fan culture created around Mario games. But now it's like part of the Mario game, you know? Like So it was just cool see Nintendo sort of bring these into the fold in a way. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think to be fair, actually, this idea um, this idea of reviving what Mario, like, became as a driving concept of what it seems like a lot of Wonder's design decisions were, I would argue it extends to the developer's own work too. Um, not just, like, what fans did they brought in, but, like, what they saw developers do in the past. Like, the way Wonder internalizes these ideas of sharing secrets or sort of manipulating the basic game that's player-driven nostalgia. But as I was playing it, I just felt like the developers also were on this big nostalgia like send-up or homage to what the games evolved to after the initial Mario's. Like the 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 scope, the weirdness, like the, the the vibe of Wonder for me is very, very, very much early 90s Mario. You know, namely Mario World, which is my all-time favorite, but also Mario Land 2. Like it just the world maps were very similar. Uh, you know, right down to the themed worlds, not just being generic desert or ice, but like some sort of riff on that. Like, you know, the ice world's also like a cloud world. Uh, there, there's even a forest. I can't remember another 2D Mario that had a forest theme for a world outside of Mario World. Like, there just feels like all these little things that just like kind of tie back specifically to early 90s Mario. And I feel like that's the dead playing. I mean, if you go deeper, um, all the different that's enemies right. they introduced. There's there's a good one. What? No, I was like, hey, Kevin,
2: should I tell him that there was a forest demon in Mario Wii U and Mario Wii...
0: Was
1: there? Am I forgetting like a... this? I beat Mario Wii U. I think wait, I'd remember no, that. Sh- don't. Don't. Let him oh, live in his own little world. For sure was want, a, let me live in my bubble. with was a poison forest. You're right, there was. Well, scratch that part. It still remind me of Mario World, though. But but also um, I was gonna say like enemies too like all the different enemies that feels real. this this you can't argue with I feel like that feels very Mario World like most of the new Super Mario games stay true to pretty much the core okay uh, yeah
2: I'll, I'll give you the the two D Mario games for sure but yeah oh I
1: mean two D I strictly mean two D I'm always yeah, compared yeah, to two yeah. D yeah yeah because yeah, like you, um, you know from
2: yeah. yeah I think all the ones in the new. I think barely introduced anything new, but I think outside of those, there's definitely something like Mar. It like gave my brother's three in world between those, I have a bunch of new enemies, but. Yeah, yeah and that's what sure. I mean.
1: It's like since then, we haven't, yeah, we haven't seen it. Like, you know, like Skedaddlers basically are those purple, or not purple, those blue dinosaurs that you have to hit three times in Mario World, except now they're running away from you instead. But like the bot, like the, the silhouette of them looks very similar. Or oh, yeah. the one that really struck me. Is when you first discover when you're playing Mario Wonder that some enemies can push pipes, and you discover warp pipes are pushable. Like something about that just triggered some nostalgia in my head to early in Super Mario World when they first launched that full screen bonsai bill at you, and you're just like, whoa, like that's a thing now. Like you could push, and this was like you could push now. That one's a thing. Could get that big. Like I don't know. Like the parallels are there, and I just love it because World's my all time favorite game, and I think it's that like that sheer variety of new enemies. The unexpected behaviors, the world itself, it just contrasts, it just feels like there's the same sameness in all the entries to the new series, even if they did go kind of wild, and I use wild in air quotes by doing like, you know, a Starry Night background in one game or, or whatever, like, not a knock against the new series. The purpose of that series was to one-to-one modernize the core old-school original Mario, 2D Mario. And it did so repeatedly, and it was fun. But I feel like Mario Wonders just embracing things beyond that, like the fan stuff I was saying, the the games going beyond developers' own expectations, doing stuff that's weird. Just I don't know the fact that developers are toying with expectations. That reminds me, of Mar- like it 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 all makes it's just been a really fun game that's hitting like a whole different angle of nostalgia for me that I honestly did not expect it to hit. I thought the online thing would be silly, and I turned it off. I love it. Like that that was probably the biggest surprise to me with the game. why I think it's so cool about it. It's just like it. Okay. I have so much nostalgia for Mario and know it through the lens of nostalgia from New Super Mario Brothers. So to have now this other angle of nostalgia is really cool. Yeah. So that's my spiel. I can't believe I forgot about the Forest levels elsewhere, especially because I did beat Mario Wii. So I have no excuse. But that's my spiel. Oh, Thanks for tuning yeah. in. I <laughs> think thing I was
2: going to add was just um, I didn't expect how much I would like. You know, all the new animations, we knew they were going to look good. We knew all the characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Had a new, nice coat of paint, but something about just seeing like, the pseudo, I guess, like, 2D, 3D look that they kind of evoke. But, you know, it's just, like, dang. Like, I never really had a problem with the way Mario ever moved around. It was just the definition of functional. But, like I said, like, yeah, it was just, I never had a problem with that. But now that we have this, it's like, whoa, like, it's cool. It, it really changes things. Like, I, I just like watching him run or just watching him jump. Sometimes, like, my and even brother would just touches. crouch jump just so that we could, like, watch him move and, like, play his arms and legs out and stuff. Like, stuff that we definitely wouldn't do in another Mario game just to see them move or pick other characters. Like, we actually played as Yoshi and Nabbit a couple of times just because they were just fun to use. We, all, we almost didn't mind that, you know, they're basically invincible. but. Right. Usually running into enemies isn't what kills us. It's like we'd be falling into pits, so it kind of worked out anyway. We just got to play as a Yoshi. So I will say neither of us liked the choice they made where Yoshi will bite his upper lip when he has something in his mouth. To us, it just looked <laughs> unappealing. <laughs> but yeah. otherwise, I, like, I wish they just like, puffed day. up his cheeks. It's like, oh, you picked like, the ugliest way you could have made Yoshi look. But yeah, that's, probably, that's probably the only complaint I had about that.
1: I'm also not – oh, I'm not the biggest fan that they did to make Yoshi like the easy character because like he has such a fun moveset and like – you could argue that if you play it as Yoshi, you basically have a new Yoshi platformer. Like you have a new Yoshi's Island or a new Yoshi Story. Like he has all those moves you can't essentially. up or angles. It's really annoying but yeah. Oh, that's interesting. See, I didn't know that but also you, can you can only like, let get them hurt. hurt, which is the other weird thing, so. But yeah. Um. But yes, you're right. I think I think the animations are a really nice touch. I really like it's not always the same animation too. Like when it goes into a warp pipe, there's like one of like four or five different canned animations that will play. So it has so much personality because of that, you know?
2: Good old Mario wonder.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, we'll wonderful. <laughs> yeah.
2: I have been playing um, Mario Supercell at the same time, but we're still so early in that one that I'll save impressions for some other time. But Super Mario Superstars or Super Sonic Superstars? <laughs> Sonic
1: Superstars. <laughs> I like how yeah, we both, it's... Kevin, went opposite directions, but both of our guesses could have been equally plausible. <laughs> I went mean, Mario All-Stars you went Sonic Superstars.
2: But yeah, we've been you know, playing that one simultaneously, and it's also very fun, but very different.
0: Very different. Well, feel wise, of course. But... Yeah, one's good. the one is uh, Sonic. So,
1: shots fired.
0: I'm Damn. kidding. <laughs> Kind of. No, I'm joking. Half kidding. Any <laughs> diddle. Well, when is the Mario game? Was the Sonic game? I'll just leave it at that.
1: It's crazy they came out the same week. Like, what are the odds? Do we have the sales numbers on the Sonic one? Uh not yet. No, I'm the ultimate
0: so. Sonicator. I'll let's let's just put this out there. Sonic, Sonic hasn't been good since Adventure Two Battle. Okay.
1: Angel, care to comment?
2: Uh. I would disagree, but at the same time, I will acknowledge like very well that it, 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 damn, it really depends 'cause like even three d sonic's like I don't think there's been a three d Sonic game quite like adventure Two that hits like that kind of like I want a game like that one, but I can't say that I didn't like some of the newer three d sonic games as well for their own reasons, like I really liked um like I really enjoyed Sonic Colors. i really Especially because I didn't like to play with all the characters in Sonic Adventure 2. Like, I really just enjoyed the Sonic the Sonic and Shadow levels. Like, the Knuckles levels and the Tails levels and the Eggman levels.
1: Well, what like, about those? the rap when Knuckles doing his level? That Like, rap. I, like,
2: like I can, like, take him or leave it. Like, I really just wanted more, like, a whole game of just Sonic and Shadow. And then, you know, we got, like, Sonic Unleashed which gave me, like, oh, a new take on, like, modern Sonic and I thought those were, like, amazing but then you have the werewolf levels which play Warhog levels which play you know like a like crash bandicoot if he was if he had arms made of taffy but um yeah so it almost like became another sonic adventure 2 syndrome where like i really love part of the game and the other part i gotta get or leave it so you could you could say i like sonic adventure as much as sonic 2 but only for gameplay wise music and other stuff damn but I also really, really love the Sonic Rush games. Damn. I think I have most love just everything about those. I don't think I have anything bad to say about them. So... You know, Sonic said... Sonic like Sonic Rush... I think there were DS games, but it's basically yeah. the gameplay of Sonic... Of Sonic Unleashed, where you have the boost mechanic, but in 2D. So it's like...
1: And music. spanning both screens, so you keep going up and down between the screens. They're very vertical.
2: Yeah, it's like that one, like... Just oozing creativity, but also suffers from being a DS game where they, where they tried to do
0: oh, now like I now I remember, now I remember. Yeah. yeah,
2: It's like the new Super Mario, Brothers of Sonic, except
1: more new than
0: old, old new.
2: It's but, Mario
1: Wonder yeah. in a way, like it, it's doing it's doing more new stuff than old stuff.
2: Yeah, and from what I've seen of Elvis playing Sonic Forces, like dang, that game looks really really cool. Especially some of those bosses and just some of the, like, I guess the cyber levels. Like, man, I could that one. Yeah. I don't know. It, it does a lot right. And it also has a ton of that You can literally play, you know, the songs for Sonic Adventure 2 while you're in the open world. Just, like, running around doing stuff. I was going to say running around at the speed of sound. I should have just said that. But, you should have said that. Come on. Yeah I, yeah. I should have just said that. But yeah but you know but they also they're also just very different types of games like I can't really see someone that i could see I could see how someone could really love how Mario controls and just hate how Sonic controls in two d because Sonic is very yeah. momentum based and he is very heavy and very like if you jump in one direction you're just, you're almost definitely not gonna kind of pivot back halfway in the air. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot more committal based. It's, it's pinball.
1: It's pinball as a platformer, ultimately.
2: Yeah, and some people may like it or hate it. It, it really, and also just the way the levels are designed. Like, mm-hmm. you may like the uh, sort of exploration y, sort of can run around fast, but I feel like if you're trying to play it just like, oh, I just want to run fast, you're going to keep getting roadblocked and you're going to get frustrated. But, you know, it's, it's definitely an acquired taste for sure. I uh, think
0: it's perfect. really liked... I really liked... But, um, I really liked uh, crap. What was that one on the DS? Rush? Not Sonic Rush? Nope. Uh, Rush 2? Nope. Sonic Rush colors.
1: Colors. Oh, Colors. Oh, yeah, Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors on the DS was, was, was great.
2: you right. That was kind of like Rushed and had a lot of similar mechanics, but you notice I had the width. Actually... It could be debated that, that was a better game than the Wii one. The so Wii yeah. One has some really good levels, but you know, the other that's, the other that's third some weird... Yeah. Yeah, the other the two D the two D only levels didn't translate as well as the three D ones. The three D ones were great, but the two D ones the yeah. I'm gonna, but gonna the say music something thing.
1: maybe I'm gonna say something maybe controversial. I feel like part of the reason that Sonic Adventure Two was battle is so well received and everyone cites it is um not because of the game, but just because of where everyone was in their lives at that time of a certain age group, and it was just the perfect game at the perfect time, and if you were to experience it five years later, you would not appreciate it the same way. If you experience it five years sooner, maybe you would appreciate it the same way, but I feel like it's really like a lightning in the ball. I mean, thing it thing. could because be true. For the exact but... reason you said that only some of it's actually good. I think a lot of people overlook the other because at the time, there's a baseline. But that's how I felt
2: when like it that. was out,
1: though. Which is fair. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. And I'm I still, like, saying, love it. Too. I mean, I still. And like, now, watch this, Angel. Now you understand why I love Star, Star Fox 64. I mean, I play it once in a while, if anything.
2: No, that's yeah, very different. That's a very different. No,
1: it's not. No, it's, it's not. 100% exactly 100% different. I, I would argue the game. I would argue Star Fox 64 holds up well still. But I admit. That's the that whole I point of my argument, s- that it doesn't. That if no, anything, no, no, but I admit. Every time I play I it, it kills a little bit of my
2: soul every time. And that's also a lie because <laughs> I, I've yet to replay. The, that's the whole point of a, a weekend I'm trying to set up where I play through Star Fox 64 and give it an objective look-see. <laughs> I don't
1: think you can, honestly.
2: Well, objective as I possibly can. I mean, that's yeah. it's, it's, it's the best I could do. Can I? I can't exactly go back in time. But I just need to show you that, like, yeah. I yeah I have, I have to hold it i have to hold i have to wait until we
1: play it i reserve okay. I, I plead the first. i'm just saying i'm just saying it's not adventure Two bad came out five years after it did i don't think it'd be as revered as it is that's all okay. Chow garden on the other hand garden, two great. thumbs up two wow. thumbs up yep Surprising. surprised
0: that they've never made that its own game yeah seriously. i'm shocked especially that given so like well the mobile market of, yeah <laughs> yeah like literally, like like I, would, I would lose sub-genre. so much money. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: god, do the cosmetics and stuff, and then they could literally tie it in with fourth. I mean, yeah, with is it fourth? Uh, Frontier they wanted like you do some throw some connectivity in there. Some you know, levels, know, they could do that. Be super fun.
1: They could wow. do what? Um, the a race with other people online. Like,
2: oh, like how are you doing the the baby chow meta? But, <laughs> the
1: you know, baby chow meta. There's a third party app that was uh Apollo for Reddit. They got rid of it. They let you have a little cat that would live in the dynamic island of your iPhone even when you weren't using the app, I think. And you could like feed it. Had the chow live in your dynamic island. You could always have it there. Always check it out. Keep an eye on it. Just saying. The game writes it. The game builds itself, Sega. Make it happen. Uh moving over to something
0: much, much, much darker in tone and uh objectively of a much worse quality. Um <laughs> I saw saw X. Is it X or is it ten? It's it's ten, but you know what? Hold on, I gotta watch the trailer that with the Wait, with Would the you voice. say so?
1: Would you say since we're doing the bad joke thing, you would say you saw saw X and it sucks because you said it was worse quality. That's supposed to be sucks, but I thought, said
0: it was worse quality. Sucks. I didn't say it was. I didn't say it sucked. Oh wait, so oh, the I Q said, was but, intentional? I thought that's I why just, it was written.
1: I just wanted the pun. I thought this it was could be like a perfectly fine movie. I,
2: just I thought wanted that was an pun. A. No, that's a Q. Yes. I, I thought I had I no you idea you, you were going to talk about Thought X. I thought this was like what is FK <laughs> What is FQWX stand for? Oop. Or I thought it was I, like a. I was like, or, or, or I thought <laughs> too, I thought I'm it was. I thought it was a movie where it's like a crossover with whatever SQW is and that other
0: word that I don't know. Or like I'm some sort of weird, I was, like, I was doing on my phone quick, and I, screw up. Up. I, was doing it on my phone and I, uh, I saw Jason updating something. Oh, he, he put like Zelda movie announced. Yep. And, uh, and I had a spot, not necessarily had a spite, but I just wrote saw, saw X with an expletive right after because, uh, cause Jason
1: was there and you, you know how, how well, fragile, to be clear, didn't you didn't be... just say you didn't just say saw X. You also <laughs> threw an insult at me. At now, yeah, no, okay. yeah that, that's what I said. I, just, that's no, what you said.
0: I, I put an. Ex- oh, I didn't catch ex- that. Sorry. Fending.
1: Yeah, didn't catch that. Sorry. Uh, no
0: worries. But uh, yeah, saw X or saw ten, uh, the tenth installment. Jesus, in the Saw franchise, have you guys ever seen the, the Saw movie? I have not. I don't like. Pretty sure that much. I've only seen the first two. The first two. Okay. Uh, the Arguably second one is the, the one best. where they fall in, like, in a, a pool of needles. There's a pit of needles, and I guess content warning for Saw. Uh, there's, I'm gonna be talking about gore and, uh, gore. But, uh, <laughs> it's literally so, so much, much gore form, it right? gets two call outs. Speaking of yeah, gore, solid. I need to remember
2: to watch, a uh, Invincible. I think they just started again.
0: But anyway. But, anyways, um, yeah i I am a huge fan of the Saw franchise, believe it or not. Um,
1: huh. I yeah, suppose. this doesn't surprise huh. me in a way, to be honest. No, I don't know what that says about you at all. It just doesn't surprise me in a way.
0: Yeah, um, these movies are objectively terrible. <laughs> uh, I would say maybe the first one had, was the closest to coming to a decent thriller. Uh, but these movies are all are all bad. They're they're and I'm sorry to the directors and writers. These movies are all all written terribly. They're all directed terribly. Uh, but there's just something about how charmingly crap they are that I just can't get enough of. Um, saw ones through saw seven specifically because those those first seven movies are absolutely like connected. There's like there's stuff that there are. I don't want to say mechanics. Well, there are plot points that are brought up in Saw Four that we have no idea what, what that plot, we don't know where that point is going until like Saw Six, when we find out. Oh, th- that's what that's what that was back two movies ago.
1: Would would uh, you say they fit together like a jigsaw puzzle? Oh, uh... oh come on! I don't that know. I don't know why. I don't I know why. I
0: don't know why they came out more sexual than I wanted
1: to. Um, <laughs> that was just that's just your visceral reaction to such a quality joke.
0: Oh, uh, anyways.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um. <laughs> uh. So the first seven are all part of the same, I I guess, series. While Saw's eight, which was called Jigsaw, and that that one, while it, it took place way way after, and it was released way way after the first seven movies, um. Uh But it was still connected, like it just by barely by a thread. Spiral, uh, which was essentially Saw Nine, uh, was the Chris Rock one. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. that I he forgot was he was in did the Saw that. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the Saw movie, and um, I'm not gonna say it wasn't good, but that series has seen better. Um, but finally, after I think Saw, I think Jigsaw came out. 2021 right coming out of the pandemic uh and then they finally decided to release uh this movie uh saw x which takes place in between the first two movies so arguably chronologically takes place between the two best movies and uh sure enough this is probably the best saw movie since the original which is uh maybe not saying much but uh i really really liked it it's, yeah. it's, it's in something. Um, so the premise of this one is, uh, we got Jigsaw, obviously the Jigsaw Killer. Um, he is, and a uh, spoiler, spoiler alert for the Saw series. Uh, the Jigsaw Killer is basically looking for a way to, I was going to say get rid of his, of his brain cancer, but he's got brain cancer and Essentially, he finds these uh, people who are going to who have some sort of miracle uh, surgery. Plus, like they keep saying this this amazing cocktail of drugs that once they perform surgery on on him, uh, he he's going to be cancer free. And the reason that they have to do it like so shadily is because obviously, uh, they don't want the medical world to know that there's a cure for cancer out there. Uh, so John Kramer, the Jigsaw Killer. Goes down to Mexico, and yes, there is the Mexico filter on there. Uh, get the, the, the movie gets <laughs> the yellow. noticeably yellower uh, when he's in Mexico. Uh, he goes over there, he gets the surgery done. Uh, plot twist, and this was in the trailer, so don't yell at me. Uh, apparently, they absolutely did nothing. Uh, they didn't cure his cancer. And so, what is uh, Jigsaw known to do, Jason? Go get someone's Brain or murder all the doctors or both? Uh, Angel, what does Jigsaw do? What does he like to put people in?
1: Torture devices.
0: A game, close enough. Uh, so he wow. goes. Wow, a
1: swinging a miss on my part.
0: <laughs> I, you weren't that far off. They're basically not they that I'll close.
1: Devices. <laughs> I'll,
0: I mean, I'll allow it. Okay. Um, but yeah, essentially, the Jigsaw killer goes and gets all these people involved in the scam and puts them through uh traps, and oh boy, are the traps in this movie really really intense um I might there's there's I'm, and uh, apologies for your squeamish there's one trap that has a lady uh essentially sawing her leg off uh and that's not even the worst part about that trap there's a guy, and like I said this was in the trailer so don't murder me there's a uh, there's an individual who has to cut into his skull and dig out a piece of his cranium, uh, to get out of his trap. Uh, hmm. It, I, I love these movies so much. I let hmm. me tell you, let me tell you guys, <laughs> I, I love these movies so much. They're this one is surprisingly. Uh, I don't want. How do I put this? Tame. It's not tame. This is easily one of the goriest ones. Um, But no, I wouldn't use tame as the word. It has the most story out of all of these movies, which is insane. Um, And not only that, but they make you care about the Jigsaw Killer. In this movie, he's almost more of an anti-hero than a straight-up villain as he was in the first two movies, or first three movies, because even though there's ten movies, he died in the third one. Um, it's we got. Wait, so this is along. a prequel? Yeah this this takes place chronologically in between the first two. Uh, so an in interquel?
1: I uh, midquel? I think midquel. I've heard midquel before. I think I don't know if that's the yeah, actual I mean, term.
0: Yeah. Mid. Uh, I mean, this movie takes place in between the first two. <laughs> it's filler. <laughs> It's, ah, uh, hmm. I guess it is because obviously we know the outcome of the Jigsaw Killer. Uh, so to a degree, so yeah, it is filler in a way. That being yeah. said, it's probably the best filler that this series will ever, hmm. not that this series will ever have, but it's probably some of the best filler I've ever seen, considering, considering the subject matter and the previous movies. It's like I said, it's just surprisingly well done. Um. Uh, the acting is not great from anybody with the exception of the jigsaw killer himself, uh, Tobin Bell. It's probably the best that he's ever been. It, 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 he puts on the clinic for this character. And like I said, it, this movie makes you feel for a serial a serial killer. Um. And I actually wouldn't mind if moving forward these movies. Were more about him as the sort of anti-hero than just serial killer. Because if you guys have seen the, the, uh, the Saw movies, well, I mean, Angel, you've only seen the two. Some people get like, get trapped for, for the most ridiculous things. Um, like some people like absolutely do not deserve to get killed the way that they get killed in the series. um, But the people in these uh, traps—they like absolutely deserve everything that's coming to them, and that's just—that's just what it is with uh, with these guys here. These, uh, I guess these villains that we have in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I said, this is just this has been the best one that we've had since the start, and. There's talks about a saw 11 and a saw 12 and fingers crossed because and hope like i said hopefully they go down this path of he is an anti-hero getting rid of some of these despicable people more than like uh, oh you stole uh you stole a candy bar from 711 now let's uh, now i'm gonna put your now hands torture. through this through these uh through this crushing device to see to make sure that you never steal again that kind of thing you know or else your head gets ripped off. Um, right. Yeah. It so, like I said, it's probably the best since the original. Arguably, arguably better than three through nine. Um, yeah, these, these, I, I hope they keep going. Cause, uh, cause that movie was a lot of fun for, for someone like me who, who likes these terrible, terrible movies. I would suggest watching the first time at least Jason. The the, the first one the first one is budget as hell and it's not scary at all, it's it's mm. more campy than than scary. Oh,
1: I never knew it was campy. Uh, maybe uh, actually, if it's campy, not necessarily uh, that I... it's
0: campy. It's just it's just crappy. <laughs> more <laughs> okay. than more than campy. Okay, uh, fair, but, uh, fair. But I would suggest it for sure. Yeah, I'll work no. my way up to 10 one day. And no, you no, you just watch the first one. And the the okay. first one doesn't get you in it like uh, n- absolutely nothing will.
1: So is this like your horror Fast and Furious? Because I know how you feel about Fast and Furious. That's an amazing way of putting it. That's
0: a fantastic way of putting it. Yes. Th- yes thank it you. Is. Thank you.
1: I've been no waiting worries. half of your impressions to say it because it it dawned on me when you were talking about um, like your rankings. And I was like, oh, this is like Fast and Furious for you. Yeah.
0: Well, the only difference is Fast 10 debatably sucked. I wouldn't say that this movie sucked at all. But I get what you well,
1: mean. Well, they don't line up perfectly, I guess,
0: but yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Saw 10. I I might see it again soon. I, I don't know. So that's how much fun I had with them. No, I guess it is I guess it isn't. But um yeah, Saw 10. Nice. Or Saw X or Socks. Socks. Yeah. Um what else is on here? Dragon Ball Superhero. Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball Superhero. Now I know how much you've wanted
1: to watch this movie, Jason. You know I me; mean, I love TV shows that um, take. I know this is a movie, but it's based on a TV show. I love TV shows that take like fifty-five episodes to throw a punch. Yeah, yeah. TV shows. I'm
0: I'm sorry, sir. This isn't this isn't an anime. Okay. My
1: my apologies to the Japanese. Animated industry, industry. Yep. Show industry, go. animation industry. That's oh, what whole i was saying. Industry. See the way it took me to say that sentence. Extrapolate that out for like fifty more hours, and you get one scene in Dragon Ball. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you don't have to go that hard. Okay.
1: No, I know, I know, I know. I mean, yeah. I has, tried it, as a kid to it get, get a reputation, into it, but it. I think it
2: was more the older stuff. I mean, I haven't seen any of the newer stuff. Only have read spark notes or people tell me often like what's been going on but the only thing i've seen of the new stuff is this movie and the movie that came right before and jason Broly saw the movie right before this one he did see broly with us i did i was
1: sort of i was sort of coaxed into seeing it by which i mean everyone was hanging out and then you guys just kind of put it on
0: yeah broly it out of nowhere. a lot of ass that
1: movie I feel like, like I that. didn't fully appreciate because I had no idea what anything was. You could not like, appreciate oh, the part oh, where they punched. You couldn't. You yeah. You couldn't appreciate that part where they
0: punched each other's like fists so hard that they broke the space time continuum. I mean
1: that was a concept, a funny idea. Yeah, I, I appreciated that. Yeah, but yeah I, I didn't have like, the, like some of the that... friends. Some of our friends were like vocally freaking out and I was just like yeah that's funny that's cool okay yeah, yeah, it, it was a,
0: it, yeah I remember seeing that in theaters I've, with a couple of friends oh, Yeah, we like, with it, that POV that. fight in the beginning like mm-hmm. I did not expect them I don't think I've ever
2: seen something like that besides like a mob Psycho second season they do that very briefly where you know it's like you think superpower people fighting but you have the point of view of one of them like why haven't mm-hmm. we done that more often but you know They did it here in such a cool way, as like a Dragon Ball a Dragon Ball fighter, and you see the beams getting shot, you see Goku just getting wrecked. But point is second movie, you know, like you can't keep well, you can because it's Dragon Ball. But like in my head, like how do you like go from that? Because you know, you have Broly who is unimaginably powerful, you have Goku and Vegeta who are unimaginably powerful. And it's like, you know, how do you keep raising the stakes without it feeling more and more ridiculous? And I guess the answer was, take them out of the movie. Like, they literally get those three characters, put them in this little training area, and they're like, Hey, we're busy doing this thing. Oh, no, we have this thing going on at home, and we need their help. Oh, but they can't answer because someone threw a popcorn bucket on top of the phone, basically. So it's up to...
1: Marvel conveniently made Captain Marvel too busy for anything?
2: Pretty much. I mean you still get yeah. a fight scene with them where they're literally just sparring. And even that fight was still pretty cool. But yeah, like the the meat of the movie
0: is I, I guess we'll call it the B team. Um mainly Piccolo. Don't you dare <laughs> call my men Gohan and Piccolo the B team. From what I <laughs> from my perspective. Um Don't that being said me. But that being said though, like
2: I mean, just, I mean, aren't they literally, like, I mean, if Vegeta, Goku, and Broly are your A-team, then they kind of have to be the B-team. And then the people they called at the end for help, like your Goten, Trunks, and Krillin are, like, your C-team. Which, you know, they, I guess Krillin still did stuff. I guess you could even argue that he had some important roles. But anyway, the point is, uh this movie did actually make me a bigger fan of, you know, Piccolo and Gohan in particular. I think especially yeah, Piccolo, that was,
0: that was that was the whole point. Yeah, like they, it,
2: it, yeah, the goal was like specifically to make like those characters more popular. I, it definitely succeeded, but mm-hmm. more than anything, I definitely have to commend it for its, like, its use of CG. Like, there were some, like, the whole movie was in CG, and I think when I first saw the trailer, yeah. like, some parts I was like, "Whoa, that looks really cool," and then there were other like, "Oh, that looks like just CG." Like, you know, like some parts look better than others, mainly when characters are just walking or just doing something not too exciting but overall though like they pulled off the cg look so well that it at times it looks like you know just a 2d film but just you have the luxury of a very crazy camera that you know isn't limited by any 2d typical limitation so if anything it helps with the budget which means it makes the fights even more grand and yeah it was just really cool thing, like Pull that off at times. Like there were some times where I think I just you stop thinking about it after a while, which is the best thing you could say about something like that. I mean, sometimes when anime shoehorns in three, well, I don't want to say that shoehorn in three but sometimes when anime is three D, there was definitely a growing, there were definitely growing pains, or there was a period where whenever you noticed that you would go like, "Oof!" Like, "Oh, they they did that," or when something that used to be two D suddenly is now in three D, and it just. You know, it kind of pulls you out of it a little. It's kind of like when you see bad CG in a live action movie. But you know, this one, it's like they're they're figuring stuff out. I can only imagine what that next movie will look like if they just to, like, you know, build on this. Which I really hope they do. I mean, I hope like it gets to such an affordable point that the show could just look like that. But you know, Ooh, I don't definitely. know how
0: much. But yeah, I don't know how much that. Actually I mean, becomes. they've already announced the next. They've already announced the next show, and that looks nothing like that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, damn. it's called Dragon Ball Daima. Huh? And uh, they're 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 little they're little kids in in the in the new show. Wait, what? So it like takes this before Super? Are they going back? No, it's uh, it's more of Muppet Babies. Uh, they got the pretty much the entire cast got turned into uh into kids through the use of the uh, Dragon Ball Dragon huh. Balls.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting, but. Yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend this movie if you. I think like this one or the Bro movie. Like, if you want to get just like a taste of it, just like a a fun anime, good time. Like things get kind of crazy. Not, I wouldn't say super crazy. Like, not to the point where it's like, oh, this is very like weird or like doesn't make any sense. Like, it's all still. There are some rules that they kind of follow, but. It's still, you know, it's still over the top. It's still very fun. I mean, if you want to see over the top to the point where it's like, I don't know how they can, this can like escalate any further and it just keeps going. You would see, you would do, you would watch Promare or Promea. That one is pretty nutty, which um, Kevin and I and my brother revisited, I think last week. It's kind of randomly because my brother and I, we saw it in theater. We were like 15 minutes late. So we missed like the opening act. And then I eventually watched it on Blu-ray and then my brother finally got to watch the beginning and it still holds up, but the art style, it's, hmm, it's like, I mean, I like it, but some things, and I think you, you pointed this out, Kevin, where you're like, yeah, like <laughs> I get what they're doing with it, the fire,
0: but it's like, I don't know. No, it, it had something to do with like or the, the fire trucks where it looked like a CG cartoon for like the Disney channel. Oh, that's right. It that's was a, a that's what it Yeah, it was the designs of some yeah, yeah, yeah. And it,
2: a lot of them look like straight up toys. But yeah, like yeah, I I remember exactly that Chris and then, yeah it, it definitely did look like that. It Yeah, the target audience was definitely it definitely looked like the designs were were a younger crowd. But but yeah, I mean, still, still a great movie. Still was fun. Super, just kind of like, just keeps going. It doesn't really
0: have, doesn't really give you a lot of time to breathe. But yeah, that movie just, once it starts, it, it does not like, let go of the gas, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which I think Broly was to a degree as well. Um, to be honest, I think I, Gohan is my favorite Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. character, so so the fact that they really? finally did my boy justice, yeah. Uh because if you saw the Dragon Ball Z series, you'd see how how they just they did my boy dirty. Um but um That's crazy. I me mean, having a little kid now and everything. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah mean, because if <laughs> it's kinda
2: of weird because like to me the last time I watched Dragon Ball like, Gohan was, like, this little kid, and then, you know, I'm watching this series, and then it starts with, like, Piccolo, like, gonna go pick up this little girl from school, and then, like, her name is Pan, and then Nobus is, like... Well, you know, I had to ask him, like, wait, who's that? He's like, oh, that's Gohan's daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a daughter? And like, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he's married to Videl. And I'm like, who's Videl? It's like, oh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Satan's daughter. And I'm like, he, did like, Mr. Satan's in the family now? And, you know, stuff like that, because those characters, I knew the mother are very different light. Like, so the fact that that's a thing is interesting. And right. it kinda makes me wanna go back and see how that all came about. Isn't wait, isn't Videl like in Fighter Z? Is she just uh, is she just a human? I'm pretty sure she's a playable she? character. Cause I wanted to say Mr. Sayaman is like her like super or something like Fighters that. Videl. Which makes Ice, which I guess makes sense, but yeah, I want to say she was like DLC. But yeah it's it's interesting how these yes, characters definitely seem to be growing with i guess the viewership the audience yeah yeah but yeah that was a uh, dragon Ball superhero um it does do it does live up to oh yeah it it does have any ball superheroes i don't even think i even touched
0: on that but you didn't you really have did such a story at all. You did not
1: say <laughs> anything about heroes whatsoever. And you, you and could've...
0: you could and you could you could dumb down the story too. All uh, superhero go, go is literally it. just is literally just hey, Gohan's daughter gets kidnapped. Pick, Piccolo and Gohan go to rescue her. That that that's literally oh. just the story. Well, no. <laughs> you, no. okay. you could not even do that. Yeah, v-
2: villain themes himself after superheroes and that's it.
0: Yeah, the I, I think aren't they literally just uh, hero one, hero two. Yeah. I, I don't remember
2: something like that. Gamma one and hmm. gamma
0: two, but yeah. gamma and gamma two. That's right. Um, no, yeah, like I said, a, as a huge, um, as a huge Gohan fan, he's been my favorite character since Dragon Ball Z, and they they really do him dirty in Dragon Ball Z, and not necessarily that they do him dirty in um, in. Uh, I was him uh, broly or super uh but just the fact that he finally has a like a a moment to shine and that being like oh him having to uh save his daughter is like it's like really really nice i'm i'm happy for for my boy now but uh i think that's going to do it all for this episode unless i'm right. wrong no
1: question mark? That's all I oh, got. Right. Like yeah, I'm, I'm all good. More have uh, never, for I've, me.
0: I've, I've, I've never this. been uh, good at housekeeping. So, uh, Jason, oh, I'm a pro. Others? All
1: right, here we go. Get ready. Okay, uh, you can find us on, <laughs> you can find us on all the podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on. Uh, I almost said Stitcher. Doesn't exist. Uh, we're on. Amazon Music, we're on TuneIn, we're on, wow, I said I was good, this and I was bad, at Pandora, iHeartRadio, there we go, you can find us on YouTube, RamNintendo is our name, you can find us on Twitter, RamNintendo is our name, you can find us individually on Twitter, JSR7 is my name, KVN Gomi is Kevin's name, and you can find Angel over on Instagram, World of Weros, with an S at the end, and that concludes Housekeeping. Angel, take us away.
2: Uh, to a place I want to return to. I hope that's the song, lyric.